Welcome to season two of Sexcapades with Annie and Mr. A. The intro music is Hell's Coming With Me by Poor Man's Poison. Give them a listen. You will not regret it. They're great. Annie and I are a married heterosexual couple living in the Midwest. We are not sex professionals, but we do have an adventurous and healthy sex life. We thought we would share our sex positivity with you. Welcome back to Annie and Mr. A. Today's topic is foreplay, but much like foreplay, before we get to the good stuff, we would like to thank the sponsor of this episode, Best Vibe. Best Vibe is the world's leading online retailer of premium sex toys. Best Vibe is the ultimate destination for all your top-notch pleasures, carrying over 1,000 selected products with complimentary worldwide shipping from the U.S. warehouse They have become one of the most liked adult toy websites globally, making healthy and fulfilling sex life accessible to everyone. Best Vibe always has discreet packaging, 100% secure checkout, and free shipping on on orders over $69. And just for you guys, our listeners get a 20% discount by entering the promo code Annie at checkout. We will have a link in the description of this podcast, but otherwise... You can just go to bestvibe, B-E-S-T-V-I-B-E dot com. And again, the promo code is Annie for 20% off some really fantastic sex toys. Hi, guys. Thanks, Best Vibe. You want to talk about foreplay? We are going to talk about foreplay. And we are podcasting today tonight um, from the wonderful city of Tucson. Mm-hmm. We, t- we said we were going to be here. And we're here. Yeah. (laughs) We are. I love the desert. I don't. (laughs) I have been excited over the last few days getting to see all kinds of cacti and my new favorite plant, the agave plant. So many different varieties of agave. And I saw a coyote this morning. Very exciting. Yeah. I mean, I see coyotes where we're from too, but not the same. Not like desert coyotes, you know, like Wiley coyote and Roadrunner and stuff. It's right. It's like that coyote. It's so exciting that um, this Airbnb where we're staying has literally built a wall around it. And <laughs> every door has like a cage. And the front door is like a, I mean, it's like something from a castle. Uh, yeah. It's it's built to, <laughs> it's to repel sturdy. an animal attack. Or snakes. Any Catalina's- kind. Gila monsters. All horrible, horrible things. We're we're backed up to a a preserve um, with lots of hiking and running and uh, mountain bike trails. So it's really cool. It's away from town. Yeah. We are where the animals live. (laughs) We are. It's cool. But yeah, we're going to talk to you guys today about foreplay because it's kind of an overlooked thing. I mean, it's almost like the butt of a joke. I mean, if you... uh, not almost. It is often the butt of a joke that um, you know men don't want to do foreplay. Um, that it's consistently disappointed for women. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, past experience, I would say a lot of that is true. I mean, I know it's a stereotype, but I one in any kind of porn, they always just get obviously right to the fucking. I mean, there's very little 
There's no foreplay in porn. So if people are watching that as um, the example of what you should be doing to get ready. Stop and reevaluate your life. (laughs) That's definitely true. Um, But from a female perspective, as I was growing up, I mean, I think it's weird because you start with only foreplay. I mean, you know, when I would be making out with boys in cars and not having sex, like pre, you know, while still a virgin, it's all about like heavy petting and, and foreplay and getting each other excited. And then it just ends at the excitement part, you know, like nothing ever <laughs> went beyond that. Um, well, you know, you could do other things, you just, but you just I mean, stay worked before up before the, before the, any kind of anal oral sex, I started to say anal sex way before anal sex, but before there was, you know, any kind of oral sex or hand job or anything like that, just the, the act of making out is, you know, great foreplay. Um, but then as soon as you enter into the category of somebody that like is willing to have sex, um, I definitely had a lot of experiences where guys were just ready to get to the sex. I'm ready. Let's put it in. Yeah, let's exactly. go. Or maybe, maybe a minute, some kissing and then let's get it in. <laughs> it's like, that's not how that works. So, um, <laughs> works for us. <laughs> yeah. All the time. That's what we do. Although sometimes there is something to be said about just a quick fuck. So I won't, I won't deny the, the sometimes just a quick fuck as, uh, with, with, uh, there's a time and a place. There's a time and a place. Time and a place for everything. But in general, um, you know, foreplay is fun. Uh, and if you're looking to, I don't know, please your partner as, as you should, um, you know, it's kind of an integral part of that. It's, and, and I, I do think that it's a joke because because it is rooted in truth. Um, you know, guys are uh, you know ready to go at a, at the at the drop of a hat, and so it doesn't take a lot to get us worked up. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas it may take uh, it may take somebody else a little longer, and they want to um, kind of ease into the situation. I want to ease into it, but like. You know, you get warmed up. You can't. They, they can't just dive in and be ready. Um, well, I guess some people can, but um, that has not been my experience with basically any female uh, in my life. Well, I think that also it's nice to like savor the moment of what you're doing. I mean, when you're when you're with somebody, part of the experience is is you know the whole package of um, uh, the kisses and um, touch and, you know, body to body contact and all that kind of stuff that then, you know, leads into the actual, I don't know, you know, intercourse. Um, And so I really like the buildup that, that is involved. And also it's like, that's your shared, that's the most intimate time you might share with that person all day. So like if you rush it and it's over in 10 minutes, then that part's over. So there's something to be said about savoring that time. Yeah, I I think that's all valuable, and just from a really practical perspective, uh, you know, from 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 my end, is it it the longer you you work up to it, the the more protracted you make it, the the better the payoff is. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, it's Annie is uh, definitely 
wetter, <laughs> and um, and I think her orgasms are much better, um, and they don't take as long to get to when you start, get out to finally right. like setting out to 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 give her an orgasm. So you know all of those things play into each other, and they just make the whole experience better. Generally. Yeah, I, I have actually told Mr. A that before where he's like, you know, maybe spent a minute or two up top and then he's he, he heads south uh, to get between my legs. And I and I love I love uh, oral sex, giving and receiving. But I have said before, you know, I've stopped him like, no, not yet. Like, it's not time <laughs> or if you're going to be down there a while, if you go there now, like um, the longer he spends uh, above the waistline, um, the quicker I come later. So, but also, I mean, again, I love the, I love like the buildup. Like Mr. A likes me to have really fast orgasms because like it validates, I think like to him, how great of a job he's doing. (laughs) So if I can have an orgasm in just a few seconds, once his tongue hits my clit, He's like pat on the back to himself, but uh, yeah. I love the feeling of the buildup of my climax as he's going down on me, and that doesn't happen if I'm if it's right there already. If as soon as he puts his mouth there, I'm ready to come. I miss I miss the buildup, and it's it's kind of it's I mean it's great, but also it's like man, I didn't you know that's the part that I really like of it. Well, I mean you know. Well, I will. There's a point of pride here. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean it's it's one of those things where, and I if and we'll talk about foreplay with me in a minute, but um, like if you were really working at getting me off, and it took you a really long time every time, um, you'd be like, "Am I doing this right? right. Like, yeah, <laughs> is is there is something wrong with my technique? Is this not good? Like." Whatever. So um, well, there's there's a bit, and then there's a long time. Yeah. You know, there's well, there, yeah. there's it's all it's all it's all a matter of degree. But yeah. but if you felt like you were there for a long time every time right. or most times, you'd be right. like, man, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I need to get a book or something. <laughs> Try to sort sort some of this out. Um, yeah. So yeah, when it it feels nice when I. Uh, when I set out to get to give Annie an orgasm, and she does so promptly, uh, and for, foreplay is is a huge part of that because you know it gets you you know eighty percent of the way up the mountain, and all you got to do is kind of give it a, get a, give it a final nudge to get to where you are trying to go. I mean, our best foreplay happens when we're edging, you know, because <laughs> when we don't fail at it, it's right. pretty good. <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> we we definitely failed the last time we tried uh, edging, but um, but at time. So it, it is just like that, though. It's like if it were edging, but then also it's not really edging, you know. But all the work that puts gets put into edging, I think that's why I like edging so much, is because you get so worked up. I mean, we don't usually, if we're gonna have sex, we don't usually get get ourselves that worked up, and so it's yeah. it's pretty, you know, fun to do that. Um, but it's, you know, that's all just very heavy foreplay that we're doing there. Pretty much. I mean, every once in a while when we're edging, I'll stick it in and it's just that we're oh, not, not allowed to come, but, right, right. um, but yeah, in, in general, our edging is basically just a long prolonged 
makeout session. And, um, so it's, it's, it's just elongated foreplay. Um, but I would say also that foreplay really can, doesn't have to involve like touching. I mean, in terms of like getting in the mood for sex and, um, you know, that can start way earlier in the day, can start at dinner, you know, with being flirtatious and, you know, bantering back and forth and just like, you know, holding hands and, you know, like the whole evening can start earlier in yeah. terms of, you know, how you handle somebody. I tend to think of that as the four foreplay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the four foreplay is, you know, setting, is kind of mentally setting the table for... Laying the groundwork. Yeah, you're laying the groundwork for, hey, I just want your your head in this space. We're going to be doing sex later. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, and so when the touching starts... You know, in an ideal world, I've got Annie's sex brain already on track. We're already on board. She's um, she's in the mood, and uh, and then the foreplay just kind of takes the mood and and pushes it forward into what it, whatever it is that we're going to do. Um, whether that's just you know s- standard for us sex, or if it's um, dom sub play, or if it's anything else. Um, setting that, setting that mental tone even ahead of the, the physical foreplay is, and I think it's fun, one, it's fun. Um, but two, it's, a, I think it's a, an important part of making sure that the foreplay is as successful as it can be. And therefore your, the rest of your sex is as successful as it can be. Cause it's all really just a, it's all part and parcel of the same ride. Right. And, and you just, but it's a ride that comes in stages, and you want to make sure that you transition from each stage to the next smoothly and and pleasurably. And and I do think um, that Mister A, Mister A, and I have different ideas right here because I know what he's thinking in his head in terms of the four foreplay, the before foreplay, or the whatever, um, <laughs> and what what I'm referring to. He's thinking about setting out a butt plug before I shower and saying like, <laughs> put this in if you're interested later or, uh, sending me a dirty text while I'm at work, uh, about doing things later and, and getting me thinking about sex. I'm talking about being like more of the romantic side. Um, this is the whining and dining aspect. Yes. Being wined and dined. And so this might be, a male brain, female brain esque thing in terms of like what guys are thinking. I want to fuck tonight. So <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to like start talking dirty to her right now. So she's ready to fuck later. And I'm thinking uh, if I'm going to like, if I'm wanting to be in that mood, uh, then what I want to see is a connection with that person um, throughout the evening. So rather more so than just, did you put the plug in, but an actual connection of like, you know, we hung out and had fun tonight. And this is like, this is now the dessert of the evening. Um, so I think that there might be different ways women and men think about leading up to sex. Well, yeah. I mean, there's two sides of the same coin, but they serve essentially the same purpose. You know, uh, when I when I talk about it just moments ago, that's exactly what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about 
times when we are going to play later, usually. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not thinking of, you know, if, if we're not going to play, then that's not a, I won't send th that text and <laughs> right. I'm not going to put a butt plug out. <laughs> you know, it will, it would just be, you know, um, going to dinner, having a good time, having a cocktail, um, holding hands, um, having a laugh. That, I mean, but it's all, it, it's the foreplay that you do and the for foreplay that you do is sort of governed by what you anticipate is going to be occurring at the end. There aren't a whole lot of times when you go out, um, or I don't know, maybe, maybe it's different for you guys, but there's not a lot of times when we go out and it's like, oh, we're going to have uh, a nice dinner and a, you know, a glass or two of wine and we're going to chat. And then it, it ends up with, um, you know, get on the floor and, <laughs> you know, take this and do that. You know, it doesn't usually end in that kind of fashion. So, um, it, it's almost like, um, you, you have to have a vision or a sense of what the end sex is going to be like that, that sort of guides your hand in terms of what you do, uh, to set the stage mentally and the way that you do foreplay when you're in it. Um, so yeah, when I'm thinking Dom sub stuff, I'm thinking, yeah, here's, Here's this dirty text. Here's a here's an implement. Here's what you're gonna wear. You know, whatever. But there's less foreplay in dom sub stuff too. I mean, there is foreplay, but it's yeah. very well, different. I think it tends to be more of the for foreplay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and and this is something I'm when when you said you want to do this topic, I wanted to to talk about is because in my head, part of the whole dom sub angle as the dom is there's this. Um, fantasy or this notion that when it's time to play, my sub's ready to go just right. because, because it's time to play, not because you've, you've had to uh, warm her up or do a whole lot. I mean, other than, you know, maybe sending those texts or saying, I'm going to show up at five thirty, And when I get there, be ready to suck cock, you know, whatever, just, right. and, and so, and that notion you know, that doesn't work in terms of foreplay if you're not, if that's not what you're doing, mm -hmm. but there, that's, it's the, it's almost that complete lack of physical foreplay. Um, that is, that is one of the angles of Dom sub that we, we do tinker with. I do a little less, but, um, but there's that mm -hmm. fantasy like, Hey, when I show up, just be ready to go. And that's it. And and we have done a little bit of that. And 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 I'm gonna like backtrack just a little bit for people that are listening and thinking, gosh, they do like all this every time they have sex. And <laughs> um, and and the answer is no. That's not um, because well, one, we have sex quite often, um, and we don't have to. I mean, if Mister A like touches a nipple, I'm like, oh, I'm ready to go. So uh, <laughs> it's actually. I'm, I'm speaking more in terms of my lifetime of sexual experiences, not just like our dynamic, but, uh, we have sex often. Um, and I, it, and we, I mean, while the foreplay is great and we usually have some amount of foreplay, um, some amount of making out, I'm just stating that I don't expect, we don't, you know, we, we are a married couple, um, who has 
both have busy lives and stuff. So sometimes, yes, it is just like, fuck tonight. Yes. <laughs> we'll make that plan. Um, so I don't, the courtesy doesn't always have to be there. But if you are with somebody who feels underappreciated and who does a lot and takes care of the family. And I think all of those things play in because I think a lot of like what I felt when my kids were younger, it was that way. It was, um, you know, my ex would be wanting to, you know, he's ready to go. Uh, and I've spent hours doing all of these kid things, trying to get them to bed and, you know, their homework and dinner and dinner cleaned up and all those things. And then, um, his expectation is just that then I'm just going to want to fuck him after I've done everything. And he sat in his easy chair for three hours watching who knows what on television. Um, and, and so when there's an imbalance in the relationship in terms of who's doing what with the children and, you know, that's, I think that's less romantic, obviously, and more work is required. So if, you know, if you're in a, in a power struggle in your relationship, that it creates this dynamic that, um, where, you know, so if, if, if sex is being withheld, it's probably because there's this idea that the power dynamic is off. Right. And, and the power dynamic I, is, I mean, that's important, but it, it's, it almost ends up being a, a downward spiral yeah. because, um, you know, then there's resentment and then there's like, oh, and now you're, now you only want to, you know, give me foreplay because you want to have sex yes. and, you know, that <laughs> all the psychological all, stuff, all, all is, of that stuff yeah. comes to play. But the, in the reality of a situation like that is, when you're, you know, when you're, when your family's young, when your kids are little, um, there's a lot less time available to you. And so, you know, if you're a guy, the first thing that's going to go, <laughs> it's the foreplay. Right. <laughs> because if all the things, uh, you have to do this stuff with the kids, you have to do this, and then you want to get to the fucking, um, I, th I think when there's a time deprivation, and, and again, I mean, that still works for us. You know, we'll have a quickie here and there. Mm -hmm. um, but it works for us relatively easily because we don't have any of that um, stuff surrounding the, the sexual dynamic. And, and, and we are in a great situation because sex is equally important to both of us. Yes. So that matters. I mean, <laughs> it, I mean it, it really is a, a helpful thing. We get emails from, from people. Most of the time it's men. Um, and they, their complaint is that the, their, their significant other isn't interested in sex anymore. Um, they're in a dry, dry bedroom, D dead bedroom, dead, dead bedroom. Yeah. Uh, and what can they do to improve that? And, you know, I don't have an answer because, uh, communication is obviously key to that, but you know, your, your spouse has to want to have sex. You can't make somebody want to be you know, interested in sex all of a sudden, um, yeah, that person has to have at least an interest in, in, in finding a way to get interested. Right. I mean, you can communicate till the cows come home, but if all the communication is, I don't want to, yeah. uh, then it doesn't make any difference. And there isn't anything that you can do to fix that. They have to want to do something about it. Uh, and maybe your communication helps you get there because maybe one of the things is some kind of underlying, uh, right. resentment issue that you can work through, but maybe it's not. And maybe they're just not interested or they're not interested anymore, or they've got, you know, some, some 
physiological changes and they're now they're just not into it. Um, and if they're not into it and they don't want to be into it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you can, you, you can right. propose compromise all day long, but if they don't want to do it in the end of the day, they're not going to want to do it. So now I, I have spoken for all females, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do know your past history and, um, you, you were previously married to somebody that wasn't into foreplay. Yeah, she was not, um, she didn't care that much. I mean, she didn't care that much about orgasm, uh, honestly, which, um, which is weird. <laughs> it Sorry, was, you got everybody, you do you, Gus, but <laughs> like, if you have awesome, great orgasms, then you would be like, what? Like, that's, that's the most wonderful thing ever. So, to, um, her perspective on orgasm was that it was too much work. And so, and I think that part of that was that she just wanted to, I don't know that she cared that much about having an orgasm and therefore she just didn't care to put the, you know, the work, which is really just foreplay right. into it. Um, but she definitely wanted to, to have, have sex. sex. So it was like, all right, well, Let's so go. She like like the recreation, or was it like a or just a connection that was made? With yeah, it? I think she recognized how important it is to maintain a connection, mm-hmm. and um, and so that was and that was enough. Mm-hmm. Her her, uh, you know, a five minute quickie so was adequate. Just yeah, um, in and out. Yep, and we. Hey, and were you kids okay are asleep halftime at the halftime of a football game that we're watching? It's like all right, it's halftime. The kids are in bed. Let's. Let's do uh, you it. know, let's go. Okay. You know, so uh, I wasn't going to turn it down. Right. So, uh, because but, but I, you would have preferred more. I would have preferred more. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, it was always, <laughs> again, part of this, the point of pride I have with Annie and, and giving her an orgasm is I love giving her an orgasm. I know it feels good. I wanted to give my ex an orgasm. Yeah. She didn't give a fuck. So, <laughs> but, and so to, but to me, that's sort of where my, you know, ego. my ego is in yeah. that. It's like, what do you mean? Like, you don't, you don't want me to give you an orgasm. I feel good when I make you come. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, that that was a that was an ongoing uh, conversation that we had. <laughs> uh, again, communication being what it was, uh, it didn't matter. But and and it was and it was sufficient, you know, as it was. But um, yeah, that was. That was different. <laughs> <laughs> so also, um, I think that foreplay works both ways. So as I was growing up, um, it usually was just getting the girl ready, you know? And so like most of my, in my twenties, we'll say in my teens and twenties, uh, the ammo was kind of, to you know, the guy's going to be revved up no matter what. An 18 year old boy is ready to go. So he doesn't need any, anything else. Not that anybody needs, needs a strong word, but you know, like that's, uh, so as soon as uh, I get there, then things can happen. <laughs> right. You know, in fact, in my, my first marriage, what I recognized very early on is that if we had sex before I had an orgasm, I wasn't going to get or receive an orgasm. So, um, I had to, 
train the person very early, like, oh no, like we have to go through all the steps first and then, <laughs> then you can put it in. But until, um, you have done all the things to make me come, um, it's not going to happen because I knew it wouldn't happen. Um, but, um, after my divorce in dating, I was with various partners who didn't, uh, rise to the occasion as quickly as <laughs> <laughs> my former partner. Um, and, um, so I kind of discovered then, uh, giving oral sex, performing oral sex as a form of foreplay, which I had never really thought about. I thought about blowjobs as just its own thing. I had never really given any thought to the fact that giving head can be foreplay and doesn't have to result in, you know, an orgasm. An orgasm. So um, I I started experimenting with that with you know with between my divorce and meeting Mister A and realized that that was actually it's great to have the foreplay um, go both ways and that that was you know a great connection and that it's fun um, and that uh, you know sex can come then you know it it, it draws out your play session. Uh, but also it gets the guy really worked up and really excited, you know, to get it. It's, it's a lot of fun to like get Mr. A right to that point of, I know he wants to orgasm. Um, but then, you know, I want him inside me as the ultimate goal. So, um, so that's, you know, we, we, I, there's almost never, um, we, we almost never, how am I wording that have sex without, yeah. Me going down. Yeah. It's become just like a regular. And it's, it's kind of part and parcel to every, all, very nearly every time we have sex, which is fucking great. I mean, um, as someone who, you know, my experience prior to Annie was that I, I was not going to get ahead very often, <laughs> uh, especially when I was much younger. Uh, but then even through my first marriage, that that was like getting head was more like, um, I mean, the only thing I got less regularly than oral sex was anal sex. <laughs> so like, it's it so just, sad. it just wasn't going to happen very often. And I always had to like, Hey, like tonight, do you think maybe you could go down a little bit? Which is sad. You never like, have to ask for it. Well, you know? I mean, it's okay to ask for what you want. Um, yeah. But I mean, to, to have to like, if you're going to get, Oral, it's because you've requested, is mm-hmm. my point. So, um, my experience with Annie is, like, world's different and and obviously so much better. Um, that, and I, and I, I never, I shouldn't say never, it was never a priority for me to have an orgasm through oral sex. So, we have always used oral sex on me as foreplay. Um, almost always, um, they're they're every (laughs) once in a while, every once in a while, but, um, but it's great. And it's just one of those things where I think, um, it's, it's very valuable both because it's awesome inherently. Uh, but also, you know, as I've gotten older, you know, I'm not going to be the, I'm not the same me that I was at 25, um, where a strong breeze would get me hard. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, it's, it, it, it's it not, and I'm not saying it takes a lot of work. 
Um, but it's not the same as, as it is when you are younger. Again, lad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you, when, when, uh, when you still might get a, a pimple on your back, like that's a whole other level of where you are, uh, than, than where I am today. You know, at that point, yeah, I, it was, um, it was the the nature of the biology was different. So I'm always um, grateful for uh, <laughs> the oral sex that I get just because it's great, but also because I think it's, uh, especially as you get older, I need more foreplay that I didn't need um, when I was young. Um, and that's, it's nice to have it. That <laughs> <laughs> There's a book um, that we both read when we, I think I had read it already when we first started dating um, called the crimson petal and the white. And <laughs> it's, uh, please, please go on. <laughs> it's like I loved um, it's written like in second person. So it's really unique, but it's about like prostitution in London and like what? 16, 1700s. I don't early, remember. Early on. Um but there was this, the story is told through the lens of um, one specific prostitute who's, of course, like the very best prostitute. But one of the things that she does um, is that I had never even thought of, that I would have been horrified, honestly, before then, is suckling a very flaccid penis into... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> into a turgid state. Yes, into a turgid state. Um, and I remember reading that. I was like, oh, my God, I don't even know what that would be like. <laughs> that would be like that you uh, – I had only thought, you know, that that's – your mouth goes there when things are fully <laughs> erect. Um, and so that's a tip I learned uh, from reading that book. And That's um, the only good thing to come out of that book. It's <laughs> a great book. <laughs> And it is great, though. I mean, I it's very rare that Annie gets me when I'm completely flaccid because obviously if, we're making out. If we're making yeah. out, I, I'm. But I'm sometimes we'll just rare. even be like watching a show or listening to music or talking, and then I'll just kind of impromptu like, yeah, go and, down. And I love it. Like again, it's, it's kind of, I I had never contemplated that being a, a thing. Yeah. Mostly because again, if you're in a sexual situation It can be embarrassing. It's gonna be embarrassing to like Well, I mean to not be yeah when, when, when yeah, the girl is expecting you to yes. be at attention and you're not Yeah. So if if you're in a sexual situation it never occurred to me one because I was never flaccid. But but had I been, yeah, it would have been like super embarrassing. So now that we're kind of at a point where Annie was just kind of out of the blue on on an occasion, so we're not in a sexual situation until right. she makes it one. Right. Uh, it's a fun experience. Like if you've never had that, guys, <laughs> it's it's kind of great. So strong recommendation from me. Well, um, the the blowjob, not the book. <laughs> on the female perspective, though, I think that the more comfortable you can be with. A guy's penis, you know, I mean, you think that obviously just works in your favor um, and and that could only come from experience. I mean, and um, trying all kinds of different things and, um, and and listening and figuring out, you know, what 
what he likes and responds to and whatnot and just not being, I guess, kind of intimidated by it. Um, get to know it, get down close and get to know it. Um, so yeah, that was, that was, um, that was a cool thing. So read, read books. That's, uh, that's my recommendation. You learn things. <laughs> read any book. You'll learn yeah. a lot. Yes. I don't know if I've ever put that into an erotica book, but I could. You haven't, have, but you could. Yeah. 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 Maybe I will. I like that. It's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, anything else you wanted to talk about with, with respect foreplay? to foreplay? I mean, I, I asked that and I'm immediately going to cut you off. Okay, go ahead. Because I just had a thought. What, what Annie just said about getting familiar, guys, get familiar with um, your partner. It's fun. Like, especially when you're, you know, I go down on Annie to make her have an orgasm. That's her primary way that she's going to get off with me. But that doesn't mean you can't sort of make out down there. Um, that's, I mean, that's its own version of foreplay that can lead yeah. directly into um, the giving of an orgasm. So um, take your time. Get familiar. Know all the parts. Lick all the parts. <laughs> you know, um, it's, it, there's a veritable playground down there. A few. Yeah. And there, there are guys that don't like to, to give oral sex. I, I've heard that. Yeah. But I don't know. Shaking my head, no. <laughs> They're doing it wrong by not doing it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, understand what makes a woman orgasm i'd say that's you know piece of advice and don't think that you know um because i've definitely dated men that think they know and they don't so communication is always the key if you're in a relationship i mean you have got to communicate with your partner about what feels good and what doesn't feel good and if you're a girl you have to also be honest about that too don't pretend to have an orgasm or pretend this feels good when you know or pretend or you're afraid that you're going to hurt his feelings um, by saying one thing and meaning another or whatnot. I mean, it's all about open, open communication. Well, and, and that it, it's all part and parcel to, um, <laughs> I have so many interactions on social media with other guys who just think that women love big cocks and that, you know, they're going to be amazing with, with it, you know, and they, ha you know, they're all going to make, Annie squirt, you know, it's like if you had, if they had any inkling that every body is different, every, every person and their body is different and they respond differently. Not everybody squirts. Not everybody wants a huge cock. Not, you know, not everybody wants to be touched in this spot. They might want to be touched in that spot. Um, and, and failing to disclose that, I think, is a disservice to not just the person that you're with, but it create it helps those people come away with believing that firmly that they know the one way. Right. Every girl loves this. Right. Every guy loves that, and it's just not true. Yeah. And uh, and and the only way that we that we start breaking those myths is by um, being honest with each other and communicating um, with each other about what what really feels good and what doesn't. Yeah. You have, you have to be open and, and, and ask questions 
Um, I read on like how to do it from sl- Slate, all, just the headlines because I don't subscribe. But <laughs> and it, it used to get this, the articles for free, and now you have to, you know, subscribe. You only they they, they tease you by giving you the titles. But um, I'm afraid my partner is going to find out what really turns me on, and I would be ashamed. Or you know, I mean, all kinds of crazy titles like that. But um, you have to be willing if you're going to be in a relationship to to share those things. Um, but also to ask questions because not every person responds, um, to the same types of things. I mean, like I like a lot of nipple play, but Mr. A had said most of his prior relationships, that wasn't the case. So he was surprised when we got together that I even wanted that done. Yeah. I I had one uh, previous partner who, affirmatively did not want me to touch her breasts. Yeah. Like it was, it it was just, it was a turn off (laughs) for her. So, um, you know, everybody's different. And so, but we're, but we all live our lives based on the experiences that we've had. So when Annie was like, touch my nipples, I was like, wait, really? For real? Um, and you know, it seems to have worked out. He presented himself as an ass guy. And I was like, Oh no. Like, (laughs) I'm still an ass guy, but your boobs are nice. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be willing to do the work. That's right. And, you know, doing the work is, it's not that hard. <laughs> I mean, really, it's not really work. It, you're, you're fucking like, how hard is it? Yeah. It's just not, I, I, it's I'm, fun. I'm going to offer one more piece of advice and then we can um, cut this one. But um, also don't criticize I think that's like the biggest like mood killer is if you are in bed and trying to do some stuff and maybe something isn't being done the exact way, there's definitely a tactful way to like ask for a different position or a different point of pressure. So you definitely don't have to criticize and make that person feel badly. But then also if you're asked to do something different, don't take offense to it. Yeah. Do the different thing. Do the different thing. Right. Because (laughs) you're both trying to achieve a state of pleasure that feels good. So don't be offended, but also be tactful. Tact is always good. Yes. Unless people don't get it. Then you have to be less tactful. Yeah. And you just, you know, can't take a, take offense to things. Like, I mean, if. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? I know exactly how every girl gets off. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell me what to do. Yeah. You know what you're talking about. Okay. Is that your last piece of advice? Yeah. That's it. Go forth, be horny. Have fun. <laughs> have fun. Um, if you have comments on this episode or any other, if there are topics that you want us to discuss that we have not, you can email us at admin at com. You can reach out to us on all of our socials. We are on Instagram and Twitter as at Annie and Mr. Ray. Um, and our, our DMs are open in uh, both of those areas. So, don't be afraid. Say hello. Please do. <laughs> you know that? We'll talk to you later, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs>